Welcome to the She Believe podcast, or should I say community? I'm your host, Caroline Rose Owens, and I'm here to be your personal cheerleader as we journey together towards discovering more fully who God has created us to be. The She Believe podcast is our time to chat as friends and dig deep into the things that inspire, motivate, and encourage us to answer our individual callings. Thanks for joining the conversation. I hope you know you are always welcome. Well, hello, Jane. Welcome to the She Believe podcast. Such an honor to have a fellow podcaster on air with me today. Hi, Caroline. This is the the honor is all mine. I have listened <laughs> to your podcast for a year or so now. And wow, I mean, what a gift to be here. Well, it is now our gift to be able to share you with my community. Um, Jane and I have become friends during my time in D.C., and it has been just such a blessing and only appropriate that this follows up, that this episode follows up last week's episode of how to find friends post-grad because the moment Jane and I got together, it just felt like everything clicked and we share a passion for serving women and helping them live out their vocations to the fullest with joy and zeal. And I'm just so happy to introduce you all to her. So Jane, why don't you kick us off with a few fun facts about yourself? Let the people get to know who you really are. Sure. Well, as Caroline said, I live here in Washington, D.C. I've been here a little bit over a year and a half, and I love being here. It's my favorite place. There's It's filled with great people like Caroline and lots of fun things to do. Even even in shutdown, there's, there's never a dull moment. Um, <laughs> I was born in Australia, so I'm a dual citizen, which is a pretty fun fact. I have three younger brothers, so I'm the oldest of four kids. My house has always been loud, and I that has been a helpful little, uh, you know, experience for me to carry through my life. And yeah, I work in criminal justice reform here in DC. I work for an organization focused on supervision. So we work uh, to create new opportunities for people who are under uh, probation or parole and help them re-enter society successfully. So <laughs> there's my fun facts. <laughs> Amazing. Those are lots of really good fun facts. She actually kind of works with Kim Kardashian. Her, her her company does. I feel like that is the coolest fun fact when I heard that. I was like, that's incredible. I'm so jealous. And I didn't know you were born in Australia. Can you give us like a little background on why? Sure. Well, actually, this ties very well into our um, episode today. My mom was an investment banker and she met my dad in Los Angeles and they were dating. And she worked for a, an Australian bank. So my, my families were all uh, American. They all are from California. But my mom, the bank basically was closing in Los Angeles. And she asked if she could move to Australia. And she was dating my dad. They were getting ready for, for marriage. And she just kind of turned him and said, you know, I feel really called. I'm moving. So she moved across the world. And my dad followed her. And so he followed her to Australia. They got engaged. They got married. And uh, I got to live there for the first six years of my life. So really, really cool story. And, you know, don't give up hope. There's great men out there. Yes, men that will support will you in your you. career. <laughs> follow you all the way for to sure. Australia. Yep. Yeah. And that is, yeah, wow, what a great intro into today's episode where we're going to be talking about women in the workforce and how do you be a woman of faith and have a family and build a career all in one, how do you do that successfully? So Jane um, launched the Sunday Monday in June 2020, so not too long ago, 
And in short, Jane can definitely give you guys a better description, but their mission says it best that they're striving to give women resources that equip and encourage Christians to be bold in faith, bold in work, and bold in life. And I knew growing up that I really struggled to know what I wanted to do when I grew up, especially being so closely knit in a Catholic community. I feel like this is something that runs really deep, especially in the Christian world, where I knew I wanted to be married. I knew I wanted to have children. And honestly, I knew I probably want to stay at home with them if possible once I had a couple, but I didn't know what would happen until until all of that unfolded. And quite a few things had to fall in place. I had to get married. I had to have the children before I could even stay home with them. And as the years went by in college, none of those things worked out. And so it became more of a reality. Um, And I think it kind of just put me into this place of what does it look like for a young Catholic woman who's passionate about her faith? What does it look like if she wants to go into her career? How much time and effort does she put into that? If she still desires marriage, is it okay that she wants to be into her career? And I always knew that I had a heart for serving the church. And I think this is also something that a lot of Christian Catholic women wrestle with is, can I pursue a secular career? Is that going to be possible to spread the gospel through a secular career? Or do I have to work for the church if I feel passionate about it? Or what if I want to be a teacher, but not a Catholic teacher? And I think there's just this unsaid pressure to look at the secular workforce and think like, yeah, I don't know, that's uh, maybe really bad and I can't do that. Or is it bad that I desire that? So I've had to really journey through that and through these hurdles over the past several years. And so when I found the Sunday Monday, Jane, I felt like a breath of fresh air. And I only wish that I had found it years ago when I was really in the thick of making decisions. So I'm really grateful to have you on today. Hopeful that women that are listening to this, whether they're towards the end of their high school career or they're in college, or even if they're already in the workforce, that they can feel inspired. And also just know that there's women out there that are pursuing both their faith passionately in the workforce. Um, Jane and I both are young Catholic professionals, and so we are definitely living through this life, um, kind of balancing it all at the same time. But Jane, I'm curious, what was the final match that really ignited to bring the Sunday Monday to life? And then how has it evolved over these past several months into what it is today? Sure, sure. Uh, I attended UC Santa Barbara, where we had a phenomenal focus organization, which is the Fellowship of Catholic University Students. And I was so spoiled in college. I had great community, people around me who were very committed to their studies and their careers and their vocation and so many beautiful ways. And then after I graduated, I moved to San Francisco where I really struggled to find a community and to find time because I went from this place where I could run in and and go to the chapel at two o'clock and pray. And all of a sudden I had to be at work from nine to five. I got to be at work. Work is work is a gift, but I got to be at work from nine to five. I had to leave for work at eight and I didn't get home till six. And I didn't have time to go to daily mass. I most definitely had time to pray, but I didn't really always make time for it. And I realized pretty quickly I needed, I needed a community and I didn't just need a community, but I needed a community of other women in the same thing. So I wanted to be around other women who were also striving to live their faith in the secular workforce, because I knew when I was discerning where I wanted to go after I graduated, I discerned being a missionary or or pursuing this other dream that I had at the time. Um, and uh, and I just felt such peace in 
in not being a missionary, I just felt like God was saying, I need you in the world. And that was really scary because I didn't necessarily, there wasn't necessarily like a two-year path of, of being the missionary in the world, but I knew he would lead me somewhere um, special. So after a couple of uh, months in San Francisco, I was going to this young adults group. It was really not clicking. I wasn't really making any friends. Um, I felt really lonely and and I was getting very swept up in the whole career thing. I mean, you go to happy hours and there's so many things to do when you're making a salary. I mean, the world is your oyster when you're in an early career. You, you're not in school. You don't have homework. I mean, you're free for most for the most part at five o'clock. It's great. But I was missing that deeper connection and community. So I posted on uh, the Facebook group for our young adults in San Francisco, asked if there was a Bible study. One didn't exist, but a ton of women were looking for it. And so we built out this incredible fellowship of women in the city who needed this. It's not just, that's another thing. If you think it's just you, it's never just you. I mean, mm-hmm. we are <laughs> made for community and we need each other. Like your amazing episode last week, Caroline. Thank you. It's, don't feel bad. <laughs> no, it was so good. I was texting her the whole time I listened to it. <laughs> she did. Uh, but, but it's just, it, we're made for that. And then we can't feel guilty for feeling like we we want something that we don't have, which we can again talk about later in this episode. But um, but yeah, so amazing community. And after two years, I moved from San Francisco to D.C., thought it would be different. There's a huge Catholic presence in D.C., if you're not aware, especially coming from San Francisco. But it was the same thing. I mean, we are made for that community and that encouragement that specifically comes when you do feel called into a um, competitive career that requires a lot of you. And again, we can't pour from an empty cup. We can't show up at work and do our best work if we're not feeling filled up. And uh, so that was kind of how I felt coming to DC. I knew I needed to do something about it, but I didn't know what. And then in April of 2020, it was my birthday. So April 21st, I was going for a nice long walk and just thanking God for the gift of being in DC and all of the beautiful things that the past year had brought. And um, we can talk about this prayer <laughs> a little later as well. But I realized that for so long I had been praying, God, I want this. Why haven't you given it to me? And where is it? And and God just so gently turned my heart and asked me, well, like, why don't you ask me what I have for you in this season instead of constantly coming to me and saying, why don't I have what I want? And so I turned and said, all right, Lord, what are you asking for me? If if I thought I was going to be in a different place, but I'm not, so what do you need from me and what do you want? And immediately he said, I want you to start a community for professional women who are striving to be bold in their faith um, and in their work. And I said, okay, that's great, but you need to come up with the name because I, I, can't come up with anything that isn't like flowery and like Psalms 31e, <laughs> Proverbs 31e. I was like, a I need Bible something. verse. <laughs> I need something that's not Bible verse. Um, I love Bible verses. I love the Bible, but I needed some <laughs> clarification. Just to clarify. She loves Jesus. <laughs> I love Jesus. Um, I do. And yeah. So I was on a rosary walk and the Lord just said, the Sunday, Monday, bringing your Sunday, bringing your faith from Sunday into your work week on Monday. And I said, it's catchy. It's cute. Let's go. And um, we launched in June. We have tons of it. Just the support for it was incredible. I've had so many amazing women writing for it. Uh, And so we we launched the blog and the Instagram in June. And then just a few weeks ago, we launched a podcast, which has been so much fun. I am very inspired by you. And that's where we are. 
and how much you have grown over the past seven months is incredible, Jane. Like, I mean, as we're talking about women who work and women who are learning to find this balance in their life and how to be present where God is, like just the Sunday, Monday itself is such a testament to that of how you felt that call from God and that you pursued it. But I think the root of that is like accepting where you're at in the present moment. And honestly, when you were talking about that, like it gave me chills because I really do believe that every good thing that comes in like, yeah, produces good fruit comes from that desire of like, I want to be somewhere else. I want something else, but I'm not there. And you hit that breaking point of like, all right, God, if it's not that, what is it? Like, just show me. I don't care what it is at this point. I just need you to tell me what I'm supposed to be doing, whether it's what job am I supposed to take or what college am I supposed to go to? Or like, should I date this guy or not? Like it goes through every single part of our lives. But when we actually stop and surrender is like when God is allowed to be able to like whisper what it is that he actually wants. And so to hear that that was the start of the Sunday, Monday and how it's grown so beautifully, like it's such a testament to how you were, yeah, just receptive to what he wanted to give and then bear fruit from that. Thank you. <laughs> you make it sound like a very nice, um, surrendered, beautiful experience, but it's definitely had challenges and a lot of pieces of having to go back to God. And And I'm a very creative person. I like to make things. I like to bring people together, but always coming back and saying, Lord, is this what you had in mind for this? Or is this just me getting excited about something new I want to do? And it's been a very sanctifying process, but truly one of the best um, endeavors I've ever undertaken. And yeah, I love it. Yeah. And that's just the part of the journey of continuing to go back and ask, like, is this what you want? If not, direct it. So I'm curious, though. So as we're talking about really the heart and the mission of Sunday, Monday, why did you think this was needed in the world just beyond you? You kind of shared your personal experience and about how this is something everyone desires. But were you recognizing while meeting other women that this was something that they were needing as well? A hundred percent. And that's been, I think, why the Sunday Monday has resonated with with people who even aren't Catholic and Christian. I mean, I have a lot of people who will send me messages saying that they're seeking purpose and work. And a lot of people are right. The work, our early years of work are very hard. I always, I always send people to the book, the defining decade. I love it. It is amazing because it says that our twenties matter. And I think we can often fall into a belief that what we do right now doesn't really matter, you know, especially if you want to get married and have kids and raise a family. It's like, ah, I'm just kind of biding my time. And and I don't really, I don't really, I, I'm re- I'm paying the rent and doing something that I enjoy and hopefully something that I enjoy. Or maybe you're in a job you hate and you're just there to pay the rent and um, hopefully meet someone and get married and then, you know, right off into the sunset into this other, other world. But honestly, many, many couples, that that's just not a financial reality, right? We have to kind of come back to earth and realize that um, many times the the wife and the mother like has to be doing something to help support the family. And it's a gift that we're able to work. A- another great document is um, uh, St. John Paul II's Laborum Exercens. I love this document. I recommend everyone read it. We also have a five-day retreat on our website that's based um, or talks a lot about this that you can sign up for, which is just like a five-day email retreat. Um, but work is a gift. And in working, we are partaking in the creative action of the creator of the universe. We are, God is giving us, we are made in his image and likeness, and he is giving us the opportunity to create alongside him. 
And there is nothing more beautiful than that. So even if you might be in a season that you're not thrilled with, we can rejoice in the fact that God is calling us and inviting us to partake in this incredible mystery with him. And yeah, I just think that unfortunately, a lot of it's it's easy to get this skewed perception of what work is um, and not receive it as the gift that it is and recognize that God has called you to be where you are at this moment for a reason. It's not, he's not just spending your time because he feels like it. Like there's always a reason that we are where we are and that we can forget that if we don't have the community to remind us of that. And that is, was, was really what I think the Sunday Monday has provided. Thank you for saying that because I think that's important to even just begin this whole conversation of going back to the dignity of work and that when God put Adam on this earth that he put him here to till and to take care of the soil. Like that is what we were created to do is to partake in that creation with God. So I think that's important as we talk about all these other things, like we're able to say this and we believe this and we know that it's good and it's something that God desires for us because he's the one that created us to do so. But I think we still see that that sense of guilt or hesitation of wanting to invest in a career, um, especially as women. So I'm curious, like, what have you come to learn with the Sunday Monday, with talking to other women as what are some of those reasons as to why they feel guilty to invest? Invest time in a career or? Yeah, time, energy, just like feeling excited or really wanting to give their all into a career. Mm hmm. Oof. Well, <laughs> this is a little bit of a soapbox. So Caroline, tell me to step down if you're, if, if, if it's getting a little feisty. All right, but I'm ready. <laughs> I think it, it really starts with the way in which I think we feel as women, we constantly feel like we need to get to the next thing. And we constantly feel like where we are isn't enough. But God has us here. So <laughs> it's exactly where we're supposed to be. And I think that there can be a guilt that comes in if you're finding joy in where God has you and you're enjoying the fact that you're working, it's kind of the same way that, you know, I have beautiful friends who are single and are so happy in that season and joyful in that season, which is a major grace. Uh, and then I have friends who are single and so devastated and it's all they can think about and talk about. And it's, it's so much our attitude as to how we're going to approach it. So if you have the grace of doing work that you love or feeling called into work that you really appreciate, then celebrate that. Praise God, because so many people have jobs that they cannot stand. Yeah. <laughs> so, so enjoy that and don't feel the guilt. And if you're feeling this guilt of oh, like my work is, is really distracting me from finding a husband and my work is really distracting me from um, where like God wants me. God is not going to do that. If you're staying in communion and in constant communication with him, he's not going to, he's not going to let you miss that. And, Again, I think that's a big misconception. I had someone say to me once, a very wise man, say to me, oh, you know, the only reason that women are single a few years after college is because they would prefer their career to a husband and family. <laughs> and I, mm. I exploded very kindly. And I was like, I, across the board, my friends who are Christian, who are Catholic, who are atheist, who are Hindu who are don't practice anything. I mean, um, Republican, Democrat, Green Party. I don't care who you are. If you talk Everyone. to a woman about, I mean, I have had friends come out of the woodwork who I totally never would have expected and say, Jane, I am so tired. I just have this deep 
longing for a family and I want to raise babies and I don't want to work anymore. <laughs> it's it's written on our hearts, this desire for motherhood and this desire for, for marriage. Like it's there. Um, and I don't know a single woman who would, if the right guy was in the picture, would say, sorry, I'm just going to choose my career over you right now. And let me say this before everyone comes comes at us. I don't know a single good man who would come at a woman and say, look, I know that you love your career and I get that you've worked really hard, but I'm going to need you at home to take care of the kids. Um, if they're the right match, right? There's some people who aren't looking for that. Um, but yeah, I feel like we can feel this guilt. And, and I also get this advice where every time you're on a first date, like drop multiple times that you want a family, like say it so many times that the guy cannot leave without knowing that you are ready to have all these babies. And the whole idea of it is just crazy. But I mean, I guess that's where we are at this point is, is that as women who have found joy in serving and in, and in using our gifts and talents to better the world, we also have to then balance with, well, I have to make sure that he knows that I also want a family and that I would like to stay home with our kids, our kids. <laughs> I would like to stay home with my future kids. Um, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if that's what you were going for. No, I absolutely understand that. And I think, I think that comes with the wave of just the feminist movement and feeling like we need to be independent and that we can do things on our own and that we have to do everything that our male counterparts can. But I also think it comes from this idea that it either has to be one or the other. It can never be both or there's no such thing as balance. Like it's either you're really committed to your job, you're married to your career, like that's all you care about, or you're a mother, you have to stay at home, you homeschool, like it's the only thing you ever do and you don't have a life or any passion or dream or anything aside from your family. And I think that's where it gets really dangerous. And that's where Christian women feel discouraged, where I think I've personally been discouraged is feeling like I had to choose one or the other, especially when I recognize desires within myself or when I feel excited about my job. Like I love my job. And I also was someone that was like I said earlier, like thought I would get married right out of college and like start having kids and not have to worry about working a day in my life. Like I was that person that said that, but now where I know this is where God has placed me and I could not be more confident of that because I feel so joyful in this season. That desire to have a family has not gone away, but I know that like God is using this time for a special reason. And when I asked um, just the, the community about like what are reasons that they feel held back, a lot of people did say about just thinking about our future family, like is my career a waste of time if I'm building up and then I decide to stay at home? And I just want to say like, no, that's not a waste of time. Like God can use anything to further your path. Like he doesn't do anything unintentionally. There's always a purpose there. And pursuing a career and being invested in it doesn't mean that you have to like climb a ladder as fast as you can to make more money like what are your intentions and your desires behind working you know like if we're working and we see that as an opportunity to create with god then it's beautiful and we should give it our everything if that's where god has us but then i also think some people are like oh well i'm not really sure where god wants me so i'm just in a random job and that's where i'm at for the time being so if you don't really love it then then what am i supposed to do then you just feel unsatisfied with everything or I think a big one for Christian women is pressure to go into a faith-based role. And they just think like, oh, if I go into the secular world, like I can't, I'm not helping spread the gospel. I'm just like a waste to the church. 
And I think that is also one of the most like dangerous areas to get into. So I'm curious of your thoughts on that, Jane. Um, we both have jobs in the secular world, like we don't work for the church. And so I'm curious, like what your experience has been with that. Have you ever believed that lie that you wouldn't be successful or serving Christ and fulfilling your mission if it weren't you working for the church? Mm. Well, first, I want to say praise, praise God that you love your job. And Amen. Uh, yeah, praise God. Um, yeah, I, I think I loved what you said. I think there can be a temptation, especially if you're about to graduate college and you don't really know what you want to do to find something and just bide your time and say, well, I'm going to get married in the next two years. I'm going to get married in the next three years. And you don't know. That could absolutely be God's plan for you. Praise God. It could be, it could not. He could want to move you across the country and introduce you to a whole new group of people. You, you don't know. So please, please, if you don't listen to anything else that we talk about today, please do the work to find something that you love. Mm -hmm. And it's hard. It's not easy to always find something that you love, but recognize that it is going to be so much harder for you to appreciate your act with God in this creative work if you don't like your job. And if you hate your job, because guess what? That's going to make the rest of your life pretty miserable. So live somewhere that makes you feel alive and surround yourself with people who make you so happy and encouraged and challenged and find a job that really uses your talents and gifts because that's where God is calling you. Um, so be thoughtful. I think it can be really tempting to kind of just jump into something because we, we need a job. And unfortunately, that's where a lot of people, including, you know, I, I have so many friends who just got, kind of got stuck out of college. So be really thoughtful, talk to people, take internships. Um, that was a side note. Um, okay. <laughs> <Life> so, advice. <laughs> uh, yeah. Did I feel pressured to take a missionary job? Um, to be honest, no, because, and the more that I work outside of the church, the more convicted I feel that we have to be here. If you are a devout Catholic and you love Jesus, and you love his church, there is no better battlefield than the workforce. You go to work every day. You see these people 40 hours a week. I mean, it's it's like college, but you spend more time with them. It really, it really is an incredible place to grow in sanctity, to die to yourself often, sometimes multiple times a day, and to be that light in the workforce. Because Caroline and I were talking before this and we were like, huh, do we know like good Catholic like mothers and women who are like leading organizations? And we definitely do, but we need, we need more and we need more great Catholic men leading organizations and, and doing great things. And there, there are so many incredible Catholics out there, um, in the workforce. But if you don't feel called to missionary life, um, and even if you do pray about it and say, Lord, is there another place you need me? Because we need to be Catholic everywhere and not just in mission organizations, which are amazing and are doing great work, but that might not be what God needs you to do. That's so real. And I think that I'm glad that you said this is like the one thing people need to listen to, because that's just the sole reason why all of this is, even exists is because we need to bring our faith into every aspect of our lives. Like we can't just like 
sit in this little bubble and expect like the whole world to be changed for Christ. If we're only leading Catholic organizations or like talking and having Christian friends, like we need to go out to that battlefield. Like you said, like that is such a real, a real way to say it because you're going to, you're going to be working with people from all different types of backgrounds with all different types of beliefs. And it definitely can be challenging to express your faith in the secular world. Um, So I want to provide people with some practical ways that they can do so. So I have a few, Jane, do you want to start us off with just some ways that you feel like is a good way to express your faith while also being respectful in the workplace? Mm. Yeah, yep. I I very much subscribe to being a woman or man of character in the workplace will speak more than anything else that you do. You showing up, taking ownership for your mistakes, being on time, getting stuff done with excellence, that is going to get people people's attention. Uh, living joyfully, even in the midst of hard things, being a light. And all of those things are not from your own will. Those are all gifts that come with prayer and from the grace of God. So that's that's my biggest piece of advice is the Sunday, Monday, and I don't think us either <laughs> are not telling you to go jump on top of a table and start screaming, like, repent and be saved oh my gosh, in the please. middle of your office. If you do, if take you a do. video, tag us. <laughs> Let us know how it goes. <laughs> I would love to see it. Um, but that's not that's not what we're saying. I don't think that works. I think what works is being completely um, you know, being completely surrendered to Christ and showing up to work. Um, and, and bringing excellence and working for God, not for man. That's in the ooh, Bible. Ooh, that was good. I will find it. When you talk, I'll find it. <laughs> that was really good. I know it's in the Bible. Um, but work for God, not for man. So even if your boss is frustrating you or you feel un- disrespected or frustrated, you're not working for them. You're working for God. So mm. that would be my overarching piece of advice. What are, what are yours, Caroline? Yeah, I mean, I second everything you say. I think character and just the way that you approach work and especially just the relationships at work. I think we discount how important it can be to develop personal relationships with your coworkers and your boss and just kind of what they know of you and what you share with them. Like, obviously, like Jane said, you're not going to just like jump up and be like, repent and believe in the gospel, you know, like, you know, maybe that'll work for some people, but most often that's not going to change hearts in any realm, whether it's work, whether you're in college, whether it's like your sorority, like that's just not going to work. But it's getting to know people on that personal level and letting them know what it is that you do in your everyday life. So something that I once heard during college, um, which is just such a practical way, and I think about this often when people ask me, how was your weekend? What did you do this weekend? Like mention that you went to church, mention that you went to mass. If you went to a Bible study that night, like say that because that's an easy way to like bring in your faith. And if that's also the most important thing to you, like if you're claiming that your faith is the most important thing, why aren't you including that when people ask you what you did? Like, you're like, I did nothing. You know, I just laid around like, no, like I went to mass on Sunday, went and got brunch with my friends. Like I had a great conversation, like bring those things in. That's a natural way to just talk about what you're doing. Um, this one's kind of silly, but I have it written down of just like wearing religious jewelry. I, this is so weird, but I went on a date once and the guy was like, yeah, you like don't wear any religious jewelry. I was like, so, I was so taken back. I was like, sorry. Um, but I honestly think about that a lot because I'm like, that's such an easy way to just like be an example. Um, 
And even like, it's beautiful now that like, I have the privilege of like serving clients that have that mission of like, how can we bring beautiful sacramentals into the world that show Christ without like specifically saying like, you need to follow Jesus Christ. So I think there's just a lot of different ways, but I think most importantly, it's how you present yourself. It's how you show up. It's how you are honest and trustworthy and yeah, that you just continue to recognize that it's all because of God and that it's none of your own merit. Mm-hmm. Mm. Absolutely. Did you find that Bible verse, Jane? Oh, uh, yes, I did. <laughs> it's uh, Colossians chapter 3, verse 23. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Mm. Well, Get that I, one tattooed. That's yeah. some religious <laughs> jewelry. Get that on your hand so every time you like work, you are reminded of that. Oh, yes. Also send us a picture of your <laughs> tattoo. If you do that, I do not have a tattoo, so... I don't plan on getting one anytime soon. Uh, no, and it wouldn't be that probably. <laughs> <laughs> Something else, maybe a cross to start out with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh um, Jane, you mentioned that earlier. We were kind of talking about this. Jane and I were discussing like women that we know that are corporate leaders. And someone asked the question of like, just so honest. I love how blunt they were of like, where are the Catholic mother corporate leaders at? And it's such a totally fair and realistic question because if you don't know where to look, it appears that there aren't many faithful mothers running businesses of, I mean, like women are reaching and jumping over hurdles and making waves in the world of, you know, powers of position. Like we just have a female vice president, like women can do like whatever they want to do. You know, like we know that we're great people. Um, But I think we need women of character in leadership positions that are standing up and that are leading these businesses and are leading teams. And they recognize what it looks like to be a woman of character and a woman of faith and bring that into a secular job. Um, But like I said, it's really difficult to find that in the world. And I have just recognized over the past year how fortunate I've been to meet women and to learn from women that are incredible mothers, but also really freaking savvy businesswomen. Um, so I just want to shout a few of them out. Honestly, I don't know if they'd listen to this. Um, but if you're looking for people, follow them on Instagram, like reach out to them. They're all really great. But a few are Nicole Caruso. So she is a beautiful mother of three. She runs beauty counters. She has the worthy of wearing moment. I talk about Nicole a lot. We actually have an episode together. Um, and then Reagan Cool as well. She's a mother to be, but she is also just, she's my beauty counter consultant. <laughs> so I just love her and I think she's awesome. Um, and then my boss, Elise Crawford Gallagher, she's also the founder of Catholic Women in Business. She started Ringlet, which is the company I work for. Like she is just a go getter and she's also about to be a mama. And lastly, Christina Yep. Um, also, so fortunate that she is one of my clients. And she is doing wonderful things. She has so many little, beautiful, really blonde kids that are just so precious. Um, But I've gotten to experience through all of these women firsthand what it looks like to care for a crying baby on a client call or have to reschedule meetings because you have morning sickness from being pregnant. And it is such a witness to my life that I think, like when I said before that I didn't recognize like why I needed to join the workforce, I just wanted to get married, like their witness is what I need And I know other people need to see what it looks like to live out your faith and to live out a life of 
your mission, whatever it may be, because we all have such different missions, um, and just to know it's possible. So follow these women. They are such an inspiration. If you like following them along and you already do, tell them hello. Tell them to listen to this podcast. <laughs> um, but Jane, if people don't know people, like where do they go? How do you find a mentor? We've I've talked about that a few times on the podcast, how important that is, or just where would you encourage them to begin if they're like, I need someone to help me feel motivated and get started in this balanced life? Mm, mm-hmm. Well, I think one example that I would throw out of, of, again, this is another thing to think about as you're thinking about what you desire and, and what the, the desires that God has placed on your heart are. And I think many women, uh, we can get to this point where we're going, okay, if we want a family, what is going to be the most advantageous career path that's going to allow me to have kids and work at the same time. I mean, these are all conversations that we're having. Caroline and I, it is late in the eve and we are just going. (laughs) So this is an unfiltered conversation, but you really think, okay, so what could I do if I have, if I have kids and, and I do find joy and and you find joy in, in loving people and serving people. I mean, hearing you talk about your clients, your eyes light up and we, we shouldn't be ashamed of that. I mean, that's so beautiful. But my mom, she, again, I mentioned she was an investment banker for a long time and uh, then took 10 years off to raise four children and then went back into the workforce. And she has her, yeah, she has her MBA. She got her MBA in her twenties. And that was really beneficial for as, as the kids started growing up and leaving, she's been able to move into kind of the second phase of an incredible career. And I look at that and I realize the investments that she made in her twenties have enabled her to, not only serve us well, like she is the CEO of my family. She gets stuff done. She's in charge. Like she's running the show. Um, and, and then she's also now been able to move back into the workforce into something that really makes her feel joyful and alive. So don't, don't waste these years is what I'm saying is don't waste these years. Use them to invest in education, to build a network, to find things that you love because work, work, uh, it's always good to be able to do, to be able to have a transferable skill <laughs> and to be able to bring that into the world. Um, in terms of mentors and searching for mentorship, you know, this is something I'm still working on a lot. Uh, I think that what's helped me is becoming friends with women who are even just five years older than me. Um, here in DC, I've made a good number of friends who are just a few years older than me and seeing the way that they have just flourished in their careers and have such trust in God. And, you know, I, I got to go to the wedding of one of them in December and it's just, it's incredible to look at the faithfulness of God and what those women were able to do in the, you know, five years that separate us. And yeah, I don't know. I just think that you don't have to look too far. It's looking at people who are even just a few years older than you can give you a lot of direction and they're in it with you. So I think that helps a lot. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely still looking for, for more mentorship, um, in that regard. Yeah, I agree. I think it's definitely a learning journey of like trying to find people that you can learn from. And of course there's like great resources like the Sunday Monday that you can learn. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) How could I forget? (laughs) But yeah, we're really going off the rails today, but I think this is just, I think it's divinely inspired because the example of your mom one, it's just so sweet to hear you talk about her in that way. 
But this idea that I remember going through college and having to pick a major and thinking like, what major can I pick that will like not be too much schoolwork? That's not going to require extra years. That's going to allow me flexibility in a job. That's like going to give me all these things. And by no means did God give me the gifts to become a doctor or a lawyer or like some really crazy thing like that. Like he just didn't bless me with those skills, which is totally okay. But I, I think of some women that really do think like have the ambition to be a doctor and they're like, well, I want to be a mom. And that's like a lot of schooling. What if I get married and have kids and I just throw that all away. But this idea that God wants to use that time before you're married and having kids to pursue that. And then if you take time off to have a family or you shorten what that looks like and you only work a couple days a week or whatever that balance is, like God will make a way if that's his desire for you. And then there's always life after your children. Like I think just being in my age, being at the younger side of my family, I'm in that place where all my parents' kids are like moving away. They're in college. Like they're trying to figure out like, who are we? What do we do? Um, And like having to discover themselves again, which is a beautiful place to be, but eventually we'll be in that spot too. And we'll have to say like, did I lose myself when I had kids? Like, do I know what I'm passionate about? And of course those things grow and change and your kids will probably always just be what you love the most. But it's important to realize that those like childbearing years and like when you're raising your family aren't forever and that God still has those specific desires and a specific mission for you. Um, in that vocation, just aside from whatever you think it is, as far as like being married or being religious, even religious people have different roles. Like I know religious sisters that are accountants and they have teachers and doctors, like, you know, like that doesn't stop you from doing the work that God has created you to do. Mm. Absolutely. And again, as we're sitting here talking about looking for mentors, we'd be remiss to say, what about you? You know, what about wherever you are and whatever you're you're going through and experiencing? I mean, there's people watching you. And that's something I've seen with the Sunday Monday is how many people kind of coming out of the woodwork are, are, are struggling with this and looking for purpose in their work. I mean, you have an opportunity to really, um, have an impact on others and show them that there are ways to, to say yes to God, wherever he's calling you. Um, so yeah, don't discount yourself. That's a really great point. So I also want to ask Jane, as we kind of begin to wrap up a little bit, um, what the biggest misconception you feel like is facing Catholic women that have a career? What's that major roadblock? What are people believing? What lie is really standing in the way? I think the lie is that kind of playing off what we talked about before is that if I invest in my career, it means that I don't want a family. And unfortunately, I think there's a perpetration of this on the outside. And I just, I just don't think that's true. I know so many incredible men who are so attracted to a woman who is just alive in who she is and saying yes to God and and that's the kind of person you want to be with. So if you're feeling insecure about the dreams God has on your heart, like your life is just beginning. God is going to put crazy crazy dreams into your heart and onto your life. And I just think there's nothing more devastating than putting aside what God is calling you to because you have an opportunity right in front of you that might not be the right opportunity. So 
if if you're if you're afraid of this and if you're afraid of oh gosh what if i go to grad school that's going to make me look really serious or <laughs> what if i move for a job that's going to make me look like i'm very intense um i think that's a problem oh and one other thing uh i think as women we can we can sometimes fall to two ends of the spectrum the first is the I'm just going to kind of go along with everything and and just find a job and pay the rent and figure things out and like just wait for my Prince Charming to come and sweep me off my feet. And I think the other side of it is, um, well, I don't have control over that. So I'm just going to like lean into my work because I can control my work and I can control what I'm doing there. And I'm just going to kind of like harden my heart up a little bit so that I can just, you know, race with the boys and um, and get get the promotion and get whatever it is. And we have to stay in the soft middle of that. And the soft middle of that is I am obedient to God and where God is calling me to be. And I know, I know that it can feel sometimes like maybe you come out of a situation and you're like, oh gosh, God, like that was really bad. I'm just going to now throw myself into work instead of stepping into a place of healing. Um, And yeah, I see that happen a lot. And I, I really just encourage you. If, the, if that's where you're feeling, if, I mean, I feel like this podcast has turned into the, like, you're young and you're single and you're working. <laughs> There's a lot of incredible Catholic women who um, are married and have kids and great careers. So I, <laughs> we're just speaking from our personal experience. Um, yes. Thank you for clarifying. But, but I do think <laughs> this has taken again a turn, but I would say that check in with your heart every couple weeks. Um, maybe set a time on your calendar that you just check in and go like, oof, like, how's my heart doing? Is my heart like kind of hardening up? Am I getting a little cynical or um, am I getting apathetic on the other side of like, eh, whatever, like, I'm just going to kind of let things happen. Um, you know, God can't drive a parked car. So mm. pedal to the metal and that <laughs> analogy, yes, <laughs> keep you going. And I think what you're saying, Jane, is that the answer to all of this is balance that we have to learn that it's not like we were saying at the very beginning, it really all comes back to it doesn't have to be one or the other that you and I both that we both pursue ministries that we both have secular careers that we have a personal life, we're trying to strive for a prayer life, like there's so much that we are balancing. And that everyone listening, like we all have so many different things that we're trying to do at once. And if we put all of our eggs in one basket, we're gonna fall like, you know, like we can't can't spend even prayer like we can't spend all day praying because we're gonna not do our responsibilities that we have for work or we can't just spend all of our time on this podcast because I have other things I need to do I need to pray like you know it all comes back together um so for you how have you really been striving to incorporate balance what are some kind of like thoughts you can leave people with for encouragement as we close up today (laughs) um well um how have I been striving for balance Uh, I will say that we need to be, I I mean, I'm only, I'm speaking from my personal experience. There needs to be an, an element of flexibility, you know, be the house that is strongly has a strong foundation and can get hit with some wind, can have a couple of hard weeks and stays standing. And I used to think that balance was, I see my friends three days a week. I call my family every week. I, um, go to work every day. I go to mass every day. I work out every day. I mean, I used to think balance was doing everything well. And I've come to this place of there are going to be weeks where I don't get to see my friends because I have other priorities. And there are going to be weeks that work is heavier. And there are going to be weeks that I get to spend with my family. Uh, I think 
I have really taken a lot of time since this virus hit to think about what recharges me and the things that are important to me. And it's relationship. Everything for me comes back to relationship because if you have good friends and you have good community that you can lean on when the winds are hitting your life, you're just going to find yourself so much more free to, to just be present in that moment. Um, so if you feel like you don't have balance down, I don't either. Um, but I am really trying to, to just be open, um, to the ways in which God is working in my life and like slowing down a lot. This again, like just really trying to say, all right, Lord, I I give you total permission to interrupt me and, um, and to strip away anything that is not of you for you or from you. Because when we do that, we'll find, we'll find our way back to balance, but no one's doing it perfectly. Um, so don't beat yourself up. We're also in a global pandemic. So if you're feeling (laughs) you can't balance at all, there's also that. How about you, Caroline? How do you balance things? Mm, It's a great question. I think too, I'm really learning (laughs) to figure that out. And I was really struggling. Like in all honesty, it was really hard for me to move somewhere new, begin a job, trying to make friends and just to go through transition. I feel like whenever you're going through big transition, it's hard to figure out like, where am I planted? Where are those roots really deep? And when you were talking, like, I'm just thinking of like this tree that has like really deep roots, but then the branches are like swaying back and forth. Like the foundation never changes. Like we have to rest. We have to have a firm prayer life. We have to make sure that that's on track, that we're filling up our cup first before we can do anything else. Like that has to be the foundation. But then we do, we have to be flexible. Like we have to let the the wind come through those branches. So I've been learning what that wind looks like in my life here, like this new phase of life and really trying to learn discipline. Like I think for me, balance comes best when I'm able to make time for what I know recharges me, what I know I need. Um, and often like to be able, I saw something online. I really think this was like Sonia posted this. I'm not going to butcher Quintero. I'm not going to butcher her last name, but she was talking about self-care. She had a post on this. You can go find it about like self-care really is discipline that like if we really care about ourselves and want what's best for us, then it's that we're doing the hard thing that we're disciplined enough to do those things to take care of ourselves. And so I've really been focusing on that a lot over the past couple of weeks, just in the new year of routine. And I hate doing the same thing every day. Like it's really difficult for me. Um, but I find so much peace in that. And I find that it gives me actually that ability to be better balanced and that I'm more disciplined with my time and that I know what to expect. And so I'm ready to dive in. So definitely routine. Um, and then, like you said, community of just finding those people. And it's difficult. It's difficult when you move. It's difficult when you don't feel like you have people that are in the same place that you are or just don't understand you anymore. To find that again is definitely a journey to build that back up. But it is always so, so important. Mm-hmm. There's like building seasons and maintaining seasons and then tearing down seasons. And we just have to recognize that no two days or weeks are going to be the same. And a lot of the time, I think we we strive to just keep building. I do. I'll lean into building. I'm like, well, all right, you know, I have time. Let me build, build, build. But if we're not building it with God, then what, what are we, what ends are we building? Is it the tower of Babel? Like, is it a prideful thing or like, (laughs) where are we going with this? And 
yeah, just be, it's okay to be in a season of, of needing, needing to take some things out of, out of your, off your schedule and off your plate. Yeah. I think that's also just really good to think about as we begin to think about Lent and going into a new liturgical season. This is something Jane and I are both just on the same wavelength about and have talked about a lot of just, I just want to encourage you guys, like, as you have a lot to think about, Lent offers this ability to like, I'm going to make really strict um, disciplines for myself and like, what am I going to do? What am I going to sacrifice? But be gentle with yourself. Ask God what he wants you to do um, and just continue to like lean on him and that foundation because you're right. There's a season, season for everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jane, you're incredible. It's so fun to talk with you. I feel like we should just do every episode <laughs> together. Um, That'd be so fun. <laughs> But I do want to bring it back to the Sunday Monday where we started. And how does the Sunday Monday offer what does what do they offer that can help facilitate this conversation further? Absolutely. Yes. So <laughs> the Sunday Monday, we have a website, www.thesundaymonday.co. And we have tons of free resources up there. So I mentioned our five-day email retreat, which is a work-life reset. So if you're really struggling and you're listening to this balance conversation, that is a beautiful place to start. It's totally free, five days um, of really just gentle reflections on on the place that work um, and faith and life, wh- where they are in, uh, in your day-to-day. We also have, um, yeah, tons of resources, tons of pieces, articles on online and written from women in all stages of life, married, single, engaged. I mean, runs the gamut of representation um, and and so good. Uh, so if you're looking for encouragement, that's a great place to go. Also, if you want to write, if you have a story or you're listening to us and you're going, yes, this seems I totally have something to share about this. We're always looking for writers. So you can submit on our site uh, then we have an Instagram at the Sunday Monday underscore where you can find um, Instagram things. And <laughs> we have a podcast, a podcast that launched a couple weeks ago and we have six episodes up now. It's called the Sunday Monday show. Oh, and, and everything the sun, Sunday, Sunday Monday is one word. It's not two because it's all in one. Because mm, there shouldn't be different. It shouldn't be different. <laughs> yeah, guys, you need to check out that podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast even a little better, if you want something better, check out Jane's podcast. <laughs> it's just all her, this show, every week. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, it's not. I have other people on. I promise it's not all me. <laughs> Caroline, we'll have you it. on. It'll be great. Okay, maybe we'll and do a part do two. Because you're on the other side of the city, and I'm on this side of the city, and we could do it, like, actually – I would have you over and we can do it in person. (laughs) All right. Deal. You heard it here. Check back on the Sunday, Monday. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss (laughs) part two of this conversation. It'll be a surprise when it comes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Jane. Oh, my gosh. Seriously. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Not only for joining me for this podcast, which I've said a million times that I'm so grateful that you did, but for just your commitment to helping Christian women feel confident in pursuing where they're at in their lives, equipping them, just giving them resources that they need, um, and really helping us just go where we're being called to serve. So you kind of shared where people can find you. Everyone check out this Sunday, Monday, check out the podcast, Instagram, the website, search Sunday, Monday, one word. Um, and just thank you, Jane. It has been such a privilege. Oh, I love you. And it's so wonderful to call you a real life friend <laughs> after being a podcast fangirl for a year. <laughs> hey, if you want to be on the podcast, submit hey, an DM inquiry. <laughs> DM and me. ask her to hang out with you. <laughs> Let's do it. 
Um, but really, thank you, Jane. It has been a pleasure. And just before we go, everyone that's listening, I want to know, are you all caught up on season two? We have some great variety of episodes. Our latest episodes are The Secret to Making Friends Post-Grad, which shout out Jane is an example of my success story. And also the year <laughs> normal and Catholic. <laughs> yeah, normal and Catholic. If you've listened to that episode, you'll know the joke. <laughs> Um, but I also did an episode on the year of St. Joseph with none other than the Nathan Crank from Seeking Excellence. So I would love to know what you guys are thinking. If you've listened, please leave a review and rate the podcast. Always super helpful to just spread the message of She Believed further. But as always, I'm so grateful to be building this community and I'm grateful that you're following along. But until next week, I hope you rest in the joy that you are doing great things and that God is doing great things through you.